How's it going, guys? We have a passable question for repro of Joanne, step one, step two. 34-year-old woman, eight-month history, difficulty conceiving with her partner, who has two children with a prior partner. Vitals are normal. Physical exam shows mild acne on the face and shoulders. BMI 28. Question wants to know what's most likely seen in this patient. We have an ultrasound here showing a cyst of the ovary. Let's just hop to the answer choice here, choice A. Corpus luteum hypersecretion, wrong fucking answer. In fact, we have the opposite. We have failure of corpus luteum development. Diagnosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. PCOS equals anovulation plus hirsutism. Anovulation refers to the process of high BMI causing insulin resistance, leading to abnormal GnRH pulsation and an increased LH to FSH ratio. Some students think that FSH is high. It's just that the ratio is increased. It's fucking wrong. Okay, so FSH is a down arrow, LH is an up arrow, and the ratio is conveniently increased. Makes sense. LH normally acts in the theca interna cells of the ovaries to make androgens. So if we have high LH, we get hirsutism. FSH normally stimulates follicular development, makes sense. So if we have low FSH, we have poor follicular stimulation. We have failure of a graphene follicle to rupture, failure of corpus luteum development, which is the follicular remnant. Now, the, the corpus luteum is going to secrete progesterone. Progesterone has two main roles. Number one, it's going to maintain the endometrial lining during pregnancy. So if we have fertilization, we have a placenta that secretes HCG. HCG's role is to maintain the corpus luteum so that we have maintenance of progesterone secretion, so we can have maintenance of the endometrial lining. If we don't have fertilization, we don't have HCG, we can't maintain the corpus luteum, it undergoes apoptosis, we get loss of progesterone, we can't maintain the endometrial lining, we get menses. Second role of progesterone is that it limits growth of endometrium. So progesterone limits growth of endometrium, but, end but estrogen is going to stimulate growth of endometrium. So if we don't get a corpus luteum because we have anovulation slash PCOS, then we have what's called unopposed estrogen, which is a major risk factor for endometrial hyperplasia, which can lead to endometrial carcinoma later in life. So our correct answer here is endometrial thickening because we have unopposed estrogen due to anovulation where we don't have corpus luteum development. So Decreased luteinizing hormone, wrong fucking answer, as I already talked about, LH is high, not low, that's why we have hirsutism here. And what USMLE is going to do in particular is not only is a past level to just know that you get endometrial hyperplasia, endometrial carcinoma risk later in life, but for 2CK in particular, they can make questions more challenging where they cut out several steps. They'll just say 59-year-old woman, big paragraph, they mention high BMI in there, that she has vaginal bleeding, had menopause eight years ago. And the answer is just endometrial biopsy. And the student's like, well, how do we just jump to the conclusion that it's likely endometrial carcinoma? Well, one, if you have postmenopausal woman vaginal bleeding, it's endometrial cancer to prove it otherwise, so you have to screen for it. But number two, they say she's overweight, which implies that she probably was overweight when she was younger, which implies she probably had history of anovulatory cycles with unopposed estrogen leading to endometrial hyperplasia, endometrial carcinoma risk later in life. So they love this concept in USMLE, and I inculcate this with my actual students whom I teach, and students have said that they get many of these questions on the real deal and it helps them pass. Okay, very fucking important concept. So let's just look at the other answer choice here, ovarian failure, wrong fucking answer. So this concept, pre premature ovarian failure or ovarian insufficiency refers to menopause, uh, age 40 or younger, okay? So it's usually idiopathic, can be autoimmune mediated sometimes, can sometimes be due to chemo radiotherapy. Wrong fucking answer. Choice C, actually real quick, you need to know that if we have primary hypogonadism, they can give you some, for example, a patient who has history of chemo radiotherapy, who has uh, 
failure of menses? And the answer will be primary hypogonadism. It sounds a bit weird of uh, terminology to use in that context, but I've seen it on one of the NBME exams. And they want you to specifically know that FSH is high. You say, well, would an LH also be high due to failure of negative feedback? I agree with you. But for whatever reason, if we have primary hypogonadism, male or female, you have somebody really likes high FSH specifically, okay? Because it's the loss of the inhibin production that notably causes FSH to go up. As I already said, wrong fucking answer. Choice C, Thecaludian cis, wrong fucking answer. So it's a bit of a buzzy answer choice here, a bit of a distractor because we clearly have uh, an ultrasound with cis. Thecaludian cysts are benign, usually bilateral cysts that occur secondary to increased HCG mediated stimulation. Okay, so you can see them with moles, hydrodidiform moles. You can see them with multiple gestation pregnancies. You can see them sometimes with uh, hyperemesis gravid arm. They go together. Some women have increased sensitivity to HCG. Wrong fucking answer. You know the deal. If you make more content, if you like my stuff, subscribe my channel. I appreciate your time. That's a 